Hello and welcome back to Lead with Compassion with me, your host, Nico McCall. This episode is continuing my coming out story, and the rest of this mini-series will focus on my transgender coming out stories. One thing I quickly learned after starting testosterone is the difference in having to come out as a trans person compared to having to come out as a lesbian. There are many people who were in my life prior to me coming out as a lesbian who I still have not come out to regarding my sexual orientation. Before I transitioned, you would have recognized me. I didn't have to come out to you for you to know how you knew me. Plus, my MO is to quietly fade into the background if it's been a long time since we've interacted. If you know me from the past and you fall into the category of me fading into the background, please don't take offense. Many times I'm just not sure how to interact with people from my past since I've transitioned. And now that I have transitioned, people from my past don't just instantly recognize me. I may resemble someone they used to know, but I'm hard to place. That means I have to come out a lot more as a trans person if I want people from my past to know who I am. It was a lot easier when I could just say hello to someone without having to divulge private information. The alternative to coming out so often is pretending that I don't know someone from my past when I see them. Because to them, I am a stranger. I guess I could go up to them and just act like I'm not a stranger to them, like they should recognize me, but that's not my kind of awkward. So I'm left with acting like the stranger they think I am. Or the short version of coming out. This short version is an insert awkward coming out story here scenario that has played out many times. Usually, it goes something like this. Hi, sorry to bother you. Do you remember, insert name given to me by my parents? That question is followed up with my hometown or previous job I worked with them or classes I had with them, etc. They usually respond with, Oh yes, are you her brother? To which I respond, no, that's me. I'm trans. I transitioned to male. I go by Nico now. The responses I get vary, with the most common being shock through lack of initial understanding followed by a quick recovery. I have had people thank me for letting them know. So far, I have not been met with physical aggression, disgust, laughter, or the other person walking away, which is what I'm playing out in my mind as I approach the person. And I consider myself extremely lucky to be in that position because too many of my trans siblings cannot say the same thing. I am very selective with this process, which may have something to do with my success rate it is far more likely that I will pretend to be the stranger you think I am. This scenario of the awkward coming out conversation has taken place at my job, in an airport, the grocery store, via text or social media, on the steps of a church, the doctor's office, and at physical therapy. 
and I still find myself in situations where the other person does not recognize me, which means five years into the transition process, I'm still coming out. It's exhausting. The anxiety that hits as soon as I see a person I know who I haven't talked to since before my transition, it stops me in my tracks and stays with me while I decide if I'm going to approach them. If I decide not to tell them, the anxiety lessens, but doesn't go away until all possibilities of coming out have ceased, meaning we are no longer in the vicinity of each other. If I decide to come out to this person, the anxiety spikes even higher, and usually doesn't recede until I'm walking away from them. Continuing to be in this position five years after beginning just adds to the exhaustion. It has gotten easier over the years. My anxiety doesn't spike quite as high as it used to, and my self-worth no longer has anything to do with the other person's response. In addition to coming out to you or not coming out to you in the moment, there is another possibility. It could be that I want to tell you, but the situation does not seem conducive to this type of conversation, in which case I may reach out to you afterward. If we are friends on or, or I follow your social media, and I see there that you post LGBTQ supportive things, I'm much more likely to engage in this awkward confession to you. Seeing those things lowers the risks for me. And in some cases, I'm even excited to tell the other person. Likewise, if you post anti-LGBTQ things, I'm much more likely to pretend like a stranger. The possible likelihood of negative outcomes for me do not justify the vulnerable place I have to enter in order to come out to you. If you're neutral online or I don't see your social media, it comes down to the nature of our past relationship. If we weren't that close, I'll probably remain a stranger. If there was something about our connection that I don't want to lose, I'll probably come out to you. It saddens me to admit, though, that there are many relationships from my past that I yearn for. But for some reason, I have not found the courage to reach out. It's a delicate balance between mitigating my anxiety and maintaining relationships. And unfortunately, underneath that is a fear of rejection. I'm not sure if that's why I haven't reached out to the people I want relationships with or not. I've survived not having them in my life for this long. Maybe I'm scared of the possibility of tarnishing the great memories I have. Either way, this vetting technique I created makes me sad. I wish I could say I'm in a place where I could tell anyone about my transition, not ever pretend to be a stranger. 
a goal for my future self, I guess. If you're not part of the trans community, I hope you're beginning to see how vulnerable coming out is for us, as well as for the larger LGBTQ community. As awkward and as anxiety-inducing as these moments have been for me, they don't compare to the emotional roller coaster of coming out to the first people at the start of my transition. Back then, there weren't physical changes, so it was, it was harder to explain to people. Or they gave me support, but were weirded out when changes started to happen. And let's not forget the depression I experienced. It was so tempting to just leave everything and start over somewhere new where no one would know me. My son and immediate family is all that kept me from doing that. At the beginning of my transition, shortly after I started testosterone, but before seeing many physical changes, I planned my first intentional coming out session. I planned to come out to a few people at the church I was attending at the time. If I remember correctly, it was no more than four people, I think, all of whom were open about their support for the trans community. So there were no doubts on my end about how the meeting should go. Leading up to this moment, I was active in the church, open about being a lesbian, and a leader on the church board. I was well aware of the people next to me in the pews who did not support the LGBTQ community, or who did claim general support, yet were against holding same-sex weddings. I asked a small group to meet me at the church. I'd already spoken with the pastor, and she was there for support. This first time telling people I was transitioning was basically my test run. They weren't family, so I didn't really feel a need for their approval. I was building my support system. A team that would mediate between me and other people at the church who may not accept my changes so gracefully. And a team that would answer questions other people had. That I was too emotionally exhausted to answer. Back then, it took everything I had to leave the house. I had no reserves left for the inquisitive people. So, I told these few people about my transition and told them what I needed their help with. Even though I selected the group carefully and had a good idea of how they would react, I was nervous. Thinking back to that day, I don't think I was nervous about their reaction, whether or not they would support me. I was nervous about exposing myself, terrified of exposing myself. My first reaction to the threat of vulnerability is to retreat into my hard-to-access cave, which doesn't pair well with my deep desire to be seen by others. I think for most of my life I've struggled to reconcile these two extremes, yearning with everything in my soul to have someone see the real me but being too afraid to let myself be seen. 
and I don't think I'm the exception. But I did pick these first people well. They responded exactly how I expected, supportive, honored to be trusted as part of my process, scared for me and the journey I was embarking on. In that moment, I don't think I even needed them to say anything. We could have all just sat there in a circle holding hands and being present with one another. (laughs) Wow, it's been a while since I've thought back to that moment. It reminds me of another moment from my past. Pre-transition, before coming out as a lesbian, I was living in Austin and taking vocal lessons from an amazing woman and vocal artist, Donna Menthol. I was about to move back home, and it was our last session together. At the end of it, she stopped everything and just sat there looking at me. I was so uncomfortable. I had no idea what she was doing. When I asked, she said she was just being present with me. I could not access that back then. I couldn't even be present with myself. Letting myself be seen was too scary. For years after that moment with Donna, I would occasionally close my eyes and be back in that room with her, sitting with her and myself. Eventually, I was able to reach out to her and thank her for that moment, that moment of pure acceptance. And that's what coming out is. Opening myself up to be seen by someone else. Reliving one of my greatest fears over and over in order to live out the deepest desire of being seen. What it feels like is being willing to lose the relationship in front of me in order to live authentically. Especially at the beginning. I was taking my deepest, darkest secret and exposing it to people. Like this one piece of me could ruin every relationship in my life. That sounds drastic and overly dramatic, but that was my mindset. I had been in the LGBTQ community for over a decade when I came out as trans. In that time, I'd met a lot of trans folks who lost jobs, family, friends, just because they transitioned. And I was no longer living in a large community that I knew was supportive. Plus, growing up with walls always in place, afraid someone would see some part of me that confirmed I was unworthy. Living every day deep inside those fears the exhaustion of having to do so, it should be no surprise I was depressed. My therapist called it courage. Moving forward in the depression, through the fears, taking the steps to live authentically. I certainly didn't feel so at the time. But being on the other side of the depression, I am filled with compassion for that person. There's a lot of room for compassion in the stories I told today. 
I am in a place now where it's easier for me to lean into the vulnerability of those coming out moments. I can recognize the part of me back then that was scared that the truest part of myself would leave me stranded. Wanting to run away from it all to beat the rejection. I can see that person with compassion and no judgment. The moments in my life today when I come out to someone new, either from my past or someone I've known a short time, are easier to get through. The anxiety is still there, but to a lesser extent. And I have no self-judgment. If I choose the easy route of staying a stranger or I come out to someone, I'm okay with the decision. There's no shame in choosing the easier path sometimes. Even when I said earlier that I wish I was brave enough to come out to everyone, there's no self-judgment, only compassion. I know it's something to work towards. I have a feeling that work may uncover shame that I've been carrying around with me that I haven't acknowledged yet. In which case, self-compassion will be even more important. Whether you're the one preparing to come out to someone, or the person someone just chose to trust with their vulnerability, I hope you feel less alone hearing my experiences. It's a vulnerable experience for both sides. So before reacting or imagining a reaction that hasn't happened yet, remember to be compassionate towards yourself and the other person. If you'd like to run your thoughts past me or have any questions about my experiences or opinions, please reach out. My contact info is in the show notes. And thank you for listening to my thoughts and feelings around the beginning of my coming out process. Join me in the next episode for another coming out story. I'll see you then. Thank you.